Okay, welcome to this latest podcast episode. I am super excited to welcome back Trisha McHale, um, who is going to chat to us today about Empty Nest, rediscovering yourself, navigating identity shifts as your kids grow up. And Trisha is a psychotherapist and supervisor working in private practice in Galway since 2006. In 2019, she went into partnership with Mind and Body Works, who operate two psychotherapy, three psychotherapy and counselling centres in Dublin, in Woodkey in Galway. And there's a new centre now opened on Dominic Street in Galway. They have a team of over 50 psychotherapists and psychologists who offer counselling to adults, couples, adolescents and children. They offer a wide range of therapies, including CBT, EMDR and art therapy. They also operate a low cost counselling service, which is provided by mature trainee therapists in their final degree or master's year of training. They are supervised by accredited and experienced therapists to ensure they work ethically and professionally. And if you'd like to contact Trisha at Mind and Body Works. You can call her on 091-725-750 or you can email Galway at mindandbodyworks.com or if you're in the more Dublin area, info at mindandbodyworks.com. But I'll put that on the show notes so um, and I'll remind you guys when we're over. So I really enjoy, I really hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I'm super excited to talk to you about it, Trisha. What a brilliant topic. Thanks, Thanks Jessica. Yeah, it's my favourite uh, my favorite topic. It's my favorite, I guess, uh, area of of uh, work. Um, w- working with women and working with women in midlife, um, and all of the associated stuff that goes with uh, being a woman at this stage of your life. Um, and yeah, so, great, great. Yeah. Just just before you came on there, I was um, looking at some studies and there was a study published in Frontiers in Psychology that found yeah. that 39% of empty nest adults had symptoms of depression and it's worse in women. So because yeah. all our listeners are women, we're going to focus on women Absolutely. today. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, will we start off, do you think, with identity? What is an identity? Will we start there if we can just kind of start from there and then go on? Yeah, I mean... If if we're talking about empty nest, I guess we're we're generally talking about women from kind of early forties upwards, um, who are uh, in a space in their lives where their children have left home, um, we're kind of like the the way we we would look at kind of parenting. The two most difficult stages, I guess, for parents have been when your children transition from primary school to secondary school. That's a really difficult place for for mothers, particularly in terms of that, you know, once they're going into secondary school, they're kind of moving away. They're separating as they're meant to. And they're also going through their own hormonal changes, which can make it uh, doubly difficult to be a parent. Um, But when we get to kind of, when we're talking about empty nest, syndrome and like everything they pathologize everything to do with women is pathologized so everything that happens to us is called some kind of syndrome it's not a syndrome um but it is a time in our lives where there is a big like you know and a lot of the reasons that people start to feel a lot of the feelings they feel about it is because it's a time in our life where we our identity is shifting so a lot of times, you know, our life can take the, the normal path of going along, not reflecting too much on where we are, 
doing, I guess, what we would consider the the norms of society, um, getting married, having kids, maybe working or not working and bringing your kids up and creating your life in that way. Once you get to that place in your life where and your identity is, is being a mother, it's being a, a wife or a partner or a single mother and being a worker, whatever way you term yourself in terms of your job. So they're your kind of identities. How how do you identify yourself in the world? You know, um, you you no longer say like I'm Trisha. That's enough. Like it's like I and I have this amount of kids and I'm married or I'm single or I have this job, and we put labels on ourselves constantly to identify ourselves. And I guess once we get to a stage in life where things start to shift, um, generally in midlife, where our kids start to move away from us they start to separate now and again we're not talking about uh, as most of us know the boomerang generation they go and then they're back again but for a lot of us our kids go and they're gone and the way you know in society now our kids go and they go to Australia New Zealand Canada and so we're not like we're no longer talking about the empty nest where somebody moves out for a while but they come home for Sunday dinner you know you're talking about a big shift for a lot of women in terms of the children moving away um, the shift in identity then of being that hands-on mother, that uh, person who's continuously available, um, who has a role, um, whether that's knowing who all their friends are, dropping them here, there and everywhere, uh, you know, listening to how they are, checking in with them, fighting with them, whatever it is, we have a role in their lives. And that is an identity for us, you know, as women. Yeah. And I guess once that shifts, um, the feelings that that can come with in, you know, so again, at that time, it can very much coincide with, you know, our parents getting older, maybe our parents dying, friends dying, um, marriage issues, and, you know, uh, menopause so yeah. we're going through our own shifts uh just in terms of normal life and and so identities shift and not being able to hold on to that identity can be a very fearful and a scary time like if I identify myself in that way it can be so scary and so um anxiety provoking to say now here I am and I'm Trisha and uh what who am I I guess and a lot of of a lot of work that I would have done with women in midlife and on myself is who am I so who am I when I'm not a like I'm always a mother but who am I when I'm not a hands-on mother who am I when I'm not a hands-on daughter who am I when I'm not a hands-on partner um, where, who am I in myself? And I guess that can bring around huge feelings of loss and and depression and anxiety and then worry. Um, you know, you're worrying about them when they're at home, but you're also worrying about them when they're away. And so I guess that kind of, when you're talking about identity shift, that shift of identity of how how do I 
I guess, in a way, label myself or how do I identify myself in the world? Who am I when I'm just back to me? Before I ever had these kids, I ever had a partner, I ever had this job. um, Who was I? And I guess a lot of the struggle for women is trying to find their way back to that sense of self and sense of, am I enough in the world if I'm just myself and I'm just being rather than doing, you know? And it's a, it's a very, very difficult shift for women in midlife. At the very start of that journey, they're, they're really tough emotions you just described, like fear, anxiety, worry. Wow, that's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, if you're to look at it, a lot of time, you know, we spend, I guess, um, being anxious by things that are never going to happen. Um, but there's a comfort in being anxious. Um, it makes, it, it allows us to be in control. It allows us to worry about our kids, to check in on them, to make sure they're okay, to get them to check in with us, to um, make sure they have their stuff for school, to make sure that they everything is going okay, to 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 check in around the friendships, to to kind of constantly keep an eye in order to kind of feel more comfortable internally ourselves. So as long as my kids are okay, and as long as my kids are getting on okay, and you'll hear that saying, you know, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. And that is the truth for most mothers. You know, if our children aren't happy, it's very, very difficult for people to be happy, to kind of feel like, you know, so we put so much time and energy and nurturing into our kids that when we don't have that, and, and again, you know, if when your kids separate and move away from home, it really means you've done a really good job because they actually want to move on and go um, and you're allowing them to separate and live their lives. But it is a huge loss. Like it's a huge, huge loss. It's it's a it's a negotiation internally of what do I do when I don't know what they're doing and where they are and where they're at. And it can feel you know, like this person has become so separate. Now they have new friends, they have a whole new circle, they have a new job, they have a life that you are not involved in. After being so hyperly involved for like 18 years or however many years, um, and suddenly you let all of that go. And there is a huge uh, loss in that for people, definitely. Um. How do you like for people listening in now and they're at the beginning stages, mm. how 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 would one go about starting to deal with those emotions? Well, I I guess for me, if I was to look back on my own journey, like preparation would have been good. I didn't have any kind of um understanding that, you know, I was kind of anticipating feeling a lot of relief. Um when my kids moved on and in a way I didn't anticipate that there was a bit of relief there was a bit of space there was a bit of time but then the anxiety was what do you do with all that space and time like what do I actually do and do I have anything to do and do I have any hobbies men seem to much better adjust to just carrying on and um you know and I think women find it very difficult to find that because a lot of our lives have been around not creating space for ourselves. So when you have a load of space, what do you fill it with? Um, and therefore, what do I do when I don't have people to look after? 
And what do I do then when I have to look if I have a partner over at that partner and think, actually, uh, do I have anything in common with that person? What do we actually do? And what do we do when we don't talk about our kids or there's no kids to talk about? And all of those shifts um, can be very, very uh, shocking when they come on you suddenly. So I would be be suggesting to people, um, you know, to myself as much as anybody, like that preparation piece about how, you know, if in hindsight, preparing a little bit more to say, what can I start doing? And I guess anybody that, you know, is is in Inspire Fitness has already started on that journey of more more looking at self-care, you know, looking at how they can start to mind themselves, take care of themselves, um, join a kind of community of women who are doing that. So I think it's very, very powerful what women are doing here in terms of that, building a community of people who are all in their 40s, 50s, 60s, who are kind of saying, I'm at a stage now in my life where I can actually start to fit in time for me um, and building your life in 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 that way so that you start to build more things in, you know, which is modeling for your kids as well as anything. Um, modeling to say, you know, women have a right to take space in the world, to take space for themselves. Um, not looking at it as something selfish and, you know, we can be hypercritical of ourselves. We can also be hypercritical of other mothers. I think societally, that's a big, big, you know, competitive parenting. Who does what? You know, how do you how do you mother your children? Who's better mother if you, you know, if you never leave your children, if you never go away, if you never take space for yourself? Um, you know, we, we tend to compare um ourselves with people and have very, very high standards. And women have very high standards of themselves, but they also place very high standards on other women. Um, you know, and that again, that judgment comes from fear. You know, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not doing good enough mothering? Um, so that piece about standing back and reflecting, you know, what can I start doing for myself now? What can I start uh, putting into my own life to set myself up as a person in the world who's a model for my kids to see actually women, particularly women, need to take space. They need to take time. They need to look after themselves uh, and starting that journey early. So and, and having the lines of communication open with your kids, where if you're hyperly anxious, I guess, about where they are and what they're doing, that that even something as simple as just saying maybe we'll have a call on a Sunday night or something like that. Something that isn't pressurizing on them, that something also that doesn't make them feel, oh God, I hope mom is going to be okay now that I'm gone. And that kind of pressure, I better go home or I better, you know, ring my mother. You know, we all know when our mothers used to ring us, you know, you'd see coming up and you'd press oh, on the phone. Uh, and, you know, and just, just kind of, allowing them the space so that you're not constantly um you know that they're not feeling pressurized into keeping contact with you you have your own stuff going on um you're you you you're not setting up expectations for them so that they feel guilty uh, and you're making them feel guilty i love that so much that there's nice 
it's it's nice and organized there's a bit of structure there yeah yeah I also love the idea of starting early because I know I was thinking there's a lot of women out there that by accident have isolated themselves there's a lot of people that that have loads of friends and and then there's a lot of people that have no friends because by accident they cut themselves off yeah but but it's so easy to do like you can get so wrapped up like having energy, like in your 40s and 50s and 60s, to actually maintain, like to to maintain a relationship, to maintain uh, a relationship with your kids and just the day to day. If you have a job outside the home, uh, cleaning a bloody house, oh, yeah. dinners, all the crap that people have to do and then to have the energy to 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 phone people in the evening to arrange for meetups it just it's just impossible and particularly you know if you're going through menopause and your energy is low and you're not feeling great and you're you're, you know you're not feeling anxious and then also you may just feel oh you know friendships kind of transition as well so you may feel oh that person that I used to have such a great crack with now I feel I'm just a listening ear for a lot of moaning or a lot of this. So you can start to find yourself in a place of pulling back a bit and then finding yourself, oh, actually, if if the kids are gone and if I don't have a great relationship, um, even if I do, maybe I don't I don't want to spend all my time with that person. And and what do I do for myself? Yeah. So I think that that starting before they leave in terms of looking around and thinking could I create something more for myself could I meet people in a different way could I join something um could I reach out to people you know and you know the way you organize the hikes or the meetups um you know is there a way of kind of people connecting with each other with a kind of common interest because sometimes our interests just diverge you know people that we were friendly with uh, when the kids were younger maybe we were just friendly because the kids were friendly and you know maybe we don't have that much in common and you know is there a space that I can look at well what are my interests now and how could I meet people through my interests that's amazing um so if somebody's listening in right now and they really feel at rock bottom um do you think that's like connection is a really good place to start connection yeah but I think the best place always to start is connection to yourself. So a lot of, um, you know, a lot of what you're doing around reflection and thrive time and all of that, that part about taking space and time to reflect. Um, you know, when people come to therapy, they, they're, it's, they may feel initially that they're coming for, you know, I have a specific problem and there's something specific going on in my life, but actually Allowing yourself the space and time to just connect to yourself, to just say, who am I? What were the things I used to love? What used I love as a teenager? What used I love in my early 20s? What used I love before I had kids, before I went down this road? Like, you know, because oftentimes, again, we have kids without reflection. You know, sometimes we you know, it can be very difficult for people to have kids and it can be a long journey and it can be. but. Sometimes we just have kids because we have a partner and we have kids. So again, what's the reflection piece about where am I in my life? How can I stand in myself now and say, I choose. This is what I choose. 
rather than this is what's expected or this is what happens. You know, this is the way life goes. When I stand in myself and go, I choose, then what do I choose? Do I choose to meet other people? Do I choose to stand in my power, not be a victim of life, stand in my power and say, what do I choose for myself? Connecting with people, new hobbies, um, you know, I'm not saying any of that is easy. I'm not, you know. So I love that so much. And it sounds like actually just to go back to the therapy point, that therapy can save you loads of time because initially I was thinking, oh yeah, connections start there. But then no, you have to connect with yourself first because if you don't connect with yourself first and you could rush out, do all these things you don't want to do, then feel bad that you don't like them. However, if you get therapy and you're able to work through slowly what you want, then you can slowly make the decisions better. Yeah. And I'm not even, it doesn't even have to be about therapy, but like a lot of, a lot of starts, the start is reflect to myself. Do I want to go back into the same kind of friendships that I used to have? Do I want to go back into that role in friendships where, you know, was there a reason why I backed away from the friendships I had? And do I, would I like to create something different to move out of patterns of behavior to start thinking, maybe I'd like to meet up with a different kind of people, maybe people who who go to the cinema or the theatre or go for a run, um, you know, people who don't have kids. So we're not talking about kids like maybe, you know, what what choices do I make now for myself and standing in those choices? So the reflection piece we can all do by ourselves. I mean, therapy can speed it up in a way because at least you're getting a solid hour of reflecting again, you're taking space. So, but any time you take space for yourself to sit back and reflect is a good time. And I love that what you said, it sounds like an affirmation in the making about stepping into your power sounds really good as well and owning it. Yes, because I think... Uh, the unharnessed power of this generation of women, like the the wisdom, the knowledge, the ex- the life experience that they have. And unfortunately, when we could be changing so much in the world, it's a time when we tend to shut ourselves down and say, oh, well, I'm in my 50s now. So that's, you know, I just ride on into grandparenthood or whatever, rather than saying, actually, I have so much life experience now. I've I've done so much. I have so much to give. Um, it's a really unharnessed power, I think, for for women at this stage of their lives. You know, and menopause and everything gets in the way, but getting on top of of those, you know, menopause with whatever way is right for you, uh, exercise, meditation, HRT, whatever is right for you, but getting back in control of yourself and like all of all of the women in the group are doing really taking stock and getting back in control and then really looking at god i have so much power so much power in the world that is unharnessed i have so much ability so so much that i could give just to myself first again it's not about giving you've spent the last 30 years giving so it's it's about what could i give to myself now Prisha, thank you so, so much. And thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um, I'll have it in the show notes. However, if you're listening in and you want to contact Trisha, you can go to uh, Galway or Info at Mind and Body Works. Isn't that right? Info at Mind and Body Works. Info at Mind Bodyworks.com is our Dublin uh, Dublin email. Yeah. Great. And for Trisha, Galway at Mind and Bodyworks.com. And that's 091 725 
750 Thanks, Jessica. Tricia, thank you so much. Thanks, man. Bye.